Sorry indeed. A little something from Randy Newman's song, Political Science. Lots of talk about nuclear weapons in the EU this week. Greetings, and welcome to the Continental Drift. I'm Andy Valver. So, if you've been paying attention, there have been a lot of men over here on the European continent engaging in diplomatic back and forth regarding the possibility of a nuclear exchange. Now, international relations scholars might call it posturing. Others might refer to it as an exchange of policy positions via the media. But to me, and I did study international relations, I have to tell you, in all honesty, what we are witnessing can best be described as a lot of Johnson waving. Russia's little Napoleon, Vladimir Putin, recently said that he has quote, various means of destruction at his disposal to defend Russia's territorial integrity. And he added that it's not a bluff. That is Johnson waving. Well, this week, the European Union's foreign policy chief, Joseph Borrell, whipped out his Johnson and said that a Russian nuclear strike against Ukraine would trigger such a powerful answer from the West that the Russian army would be annihilated. And he added, during a European Diplomatic Academy event in Bruges, it has to be clear that the people supporting Ukraine and the European Union and the member states and the United States and NATO are not bluffing neither. More Johnson waving. But you know how men are about their Johnsons. It's usually a lot of bluffing. Oh, they'll talk about their Johnsons. But that's all it is. Talk. Hopefully. However, what concerns me most about all this talk of nuclear exchanges is I believe that if you talk about it enough, it becomes a foregone conclusion. I mean, if no one is bluffing, then something is going to happen. Another side effect of all this sort of talk is that it gets people resigned to the fact that someone is going to use a nuke. So we might as well prepare for it. As we head into winter, my biggest question is, will it be a nuclear winter? On a side note, I really miss Germany's Angela Merkel. Man, talk about someone who had a serious Johnson. What else? Closer to home, we here in France are facing fuel issues and shortages on all fronts. The folks who deliver fuel to gas stations are on strike, so there are long lines of people waiting to fill their cars up. The French, though, do love a good strike. And not only that, but heating costs are going up. A bag of wood pellets, for those who use pellet stoves, has doubled from 5 euros to 10 euros a bag this winter. So folks are looking at buying wood and burning wood in the fireplaces. That can't be good for the environment. Then again, if the situation with the Johnsons gets out of hand up north, we won't have to worry about the cost of heating our homes. The whole continent will be nice and crispy warm. Emphasis on the word crispy. Elsewhere, it's been quiet in Italy since Giorgia Maloney's right-wing Brothers of Italy party won a majority there, but no longer. In a move that raised eyebrows, I love that term, raised eyebrows, what they really mean is everyone went, what the fu... Anyway, 
the right named new speakers to both houses of parliament. And to say that they are a little to the right is like saying Attila the Hun is a bit of a pacifist. The new speaker of the Senate is Ignacio La Russa. According to the Euronews website, a video of La Russa in his Milan home posted in 2018 on the Corriere della Sera website showed he collected Mussolini memorabilia. And at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, he suggested replacing handshakes with the fascist Roman salute. Nice. On Friday, Lorenzo Fontana, who is conservative and anti-immigrant and is the Lega Party's deputy secretary, he was elected president of the Italian Chamber of Deputies. Fontana has repeatedly expressed his admiration for Russian President Vladimir Putin and in 2018 called him, quote, a shining light even for us in the West. And he condemned the sanctions against Moscow for invading Ukraine. But, say what you will, he is consistent. In 2016, he supported the Greek neo-Nazi party, Golden Dawn. Oh, and all of them are all rabidly homophobic. So Italy is off to a wonderful start in the EU fascist races. In a story from Malta, yes, Malta, a little island in the eastern part of the Mediterranean, and yes, they are a member of the European Union, and a financial haven, which means there's lots of possibilities and opportunities for money laundering and financial hijinks. Anyway, in 2017, Daphne Caruana Galizia, a great reporter, was investigating all these financial hijinks and was upsetting a lot of people. So, some of those people had her killed by a car bomb. Man, remember when being a journalist was a relatively safe job? Anyway, now two men, brothers, have confessed to the crime. Well, actually, at the trial, in the morning, they pleaded not guilty. And then a few hours later, they changed their plea to guilty. You get the feeling someone applied a bit of pressure? I think so. Authorities say the real mastermind behind the whole affair is a Maltese businessman, Jorgen Fenich, who has been indicted and is awaiting trial. All of that in Little Malta. I've been to Malta. It's really cool. And most of you would recognize Malta if you watched the Game of Thrones. A lot of locations were used there, including the Azure window from the Dothraki wedding scenes. Moving on. In Germany, the University of Stuttgart announced this week that a team of students broke a Guinness World Record when their electric vehicle accelerated from 0 to 62 miles per hour in 1.461 seconds. That's 0 to 60 in less than one and a half seconds. To give you an idea of what that feels like, the car can achieve a peak acceleration of 2.5 Gs, as in G-force, which is roughly equivalent to the force experienced by astronauts when a rocket re-enters the Earth's atmosphere. So that's the downside. But the upside is, it'll really slash your daily commute time. And finally, the BBC News website has a great piece this week about how Ukraine is winning the social media war. And a lot of it is done with humor. The Ukraine Defense Ministry has teams that work round the clock who react within hours to news from around the country, and they produce punchy videos, 
often set to music for the ministry's audiences at home and abroad. For example, a June video thanking Britain for its military assistance featured the music of Gustav Holtz and The Clash, with glimpses of Shakespeare, David Bowie, Lewis Hamilton, and a montage of British-supplied anti-tank weapons in action. More recently, French President Emmanuel Macron's decision to supply Caesar self-propelled guns was greeted with a video which declared, Romantic gestures take many forms. Images of red roses, chocolates, the Paris skyline, followed by the guns in action, were set to the sound of Serge Gainsborough and Jane Birkin's breathless Je t'aime moi non plus. Acknowledging a Macron-Zelensky bromance, it was suggestive and thoroughly tongue-in-cheek. Their most successful video, which was released in August, mocked Russians for going on holiday on the Crimean Peninsula, which Russia annexed, because it was originally Ukrainian. And that was set to the Bananarama song, Cruel Summer. Ah, guilt, the gift that keeps on giving. That's it for this week. Thanks for giving me some of your precious time. I'm Andy Valver, and I'll see you again next week on the Continental Drift.